0: Hello, everybody and welcome to the spoiler warning podcast this is review number 714 with a review of the woman king i'm christopher sese and i'm Stephen miller and if you're joining us for the first time the spoiler warning podcast is a weekly film review program each week in the show we're going to dive in debate discuss and argue over the latest films coming to a theater near you this week uh we already just finished a review of uh, barbarian which we saw a couple weeks back and this weekend we went out and saw the woman king which we're here to talk about right now Stephen miller What do you say? We just dive right in. Let's do it. All right. We are going to take a listen to the trailer for The Woman King and then come back and give you all a review. An evil is coming that threatens our kingdom, our freedom, but we have a weapon. They are not prepared for.
1: My king, the Europeans wish to conquer us.
0: They will not stop until the whole of Africa is theirs.
1: We must fight back for our people. Aleska, you are asking me to take them to war. Some things
0: are worth fighting
1: for.
0: You are called to
1: join the king's guard. No kingdom in all of Africa shares this privilege. Train hard, fight harder. We fear no one.
0: We feel no pain. I offer you a choice fight or we die.
1: Ready for war.
0: To be a warrior, you must kill your teeth. All right, so that was the trailer for The Woman King. Uh, Reading the description from IMDb, it says, a historical epic inspired by true events that took place in the kingdom of Dahomey, one of the most powerful states in Africa in the 18th and 19th centuries. Stephen Miller, what did you think of The Woman King?
1: Um, I thought The Woman King was really (laughs) fucking cool. Um, This movie, to me, it is basically like a much better attempt at what the Northman was trying to do or at least that was how i felt and there's actually quite a few similarities here um both movies kind of throw you in the deep end you know at least for me i did not feel like this movie held my hand at all and explained to me this is the world this is the meaning of what everyone is doing these are the rules these are the good guys and bad guys the movie is just like here you go you're in the middle of it there is not going to be an audience surrogate character who is asking questions being told things you're just going to kind of like Experience this transport back in time and we will trust you to pick it up eventually. <laughs> um, yeah. and, and I think the movie does a, a really good job of that. It, it doesn't feel like it's in a hurry to get the plot moving along. I would say the first probably 40 minutes of this movie are largely just establishing who people are and establishing the rules of the agoji the uh the all-female warrior tribe um and i was totally hooked on this movie i thought it was like i don't, I don't know the world building divvied stuff out just enough to make me know like there is much more to this that i have not been taught yet um but but still keep me questioning what was going to happen next when the action does pick up i think the action is Amazing, like like I remember when we reviewed The Northmen, I was talking about the kind of opening, not opening sequence, but the opening adult sequence yeah, yeah. for uh, Alexander Skarsgård. See, we're we're tying all the Skarsgards together in tonight's <laughs> reviews. Um, and I talked about the like the sheer physicality of the raiding and pillaging scene that he was in, and you were kind of like, I don't know, because that it really kind of feels like he's just on a track preordained and he's doing a few cool moves, but it doesn't feel like there's a whole geography to the action this movie is just like hold my beer i'm, I'm gonna have like tons of action with multiple people in parallel um, Steven, i think i think it's hold my whiskey <laughs> yeah you're right hold my whiskey um and i think this movie just nails it i i did not see the old guard so i have not seen gina prince bythewood pull off an action set piece like this before um, but if this movie is any indication, I bet that movie fucking rips because <laughs> the <laughs> the fight choreography in this movie is so good. Um, and in a sense, it is telling a very kind of simple mythology story. You know, it, it it is kind of clear once it sets itself up, like, who are the heroes? What is the arc that they're going to go on? What is the journey that they take? But it has so much just kind of passion and like conviction of its leads to sell that story that i i found it totally engrossing the whole time um viola davis is obviously great <laughs> in in this movie um but i think the the younger character uh, her character name is naoi her name is tuso mbedu she's in the underground railroad but i've never watched that so this was my first time seeing her she like matches her beat for beat i feel like she has like just crazy good fight energy and then also emotional scenes yep. in this movie and yeah it's just like a you know a, a band of brothers type story where it's like the, these women are all in it together they're friends they rely on each other they have different strengths and weaknesses and the movie just totally sells it um it is i was looking up a little bit of the real story of the kingdom of Dahomey and. Uh, the agoji afterwards the movie clearly is taking some liberties with the history to make it kind of more of like a fuck yeah revisionist tale like something quentin tarantino would do um i'm glad the movie did that because it definitely has a fuck yeah conclusion but the reality is uh, much more sad and harder to know who to root for <laughs> um, yeah. but the movie kicks ass and yeah i just had i i had a blast the whole way through i thought it was really well done
0: yeah, I mean, this film does, basically does kick ass. Like, you know, you've already talked about uh, the Northmen, and literally from the opening, like, battle sequence, I was like, this is fucking how you do it, Northmen. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it, it was kind of sad how how different it is in comparison. But yeah, I, I had a really good time, like, getting to know, you know, everybody in this group, um, and, like, watching how the sort of, like, you have the Kingdom of Dahomey, you have, like, the Palace And then you have like the separate palace inside the palace just for like the women warriors and stuff like that and i really enjoyed getting to know all the women warriors and like learn how their sort of system works on their own how like they are you know rescuing people from the other like you know you know other towns that they are sort of like fighting against and like bring them in and allow them to become warriors and you're watching the journey of one young woman try to like ascend into the ranks of this warrior group and then you have the general of the warriors trying to like keep everything together figure out how she is going to work within her kingdom to try to make everybody just have a better situation than like the way things have been going and all of that is really really um really really interesting and engrossing i think for me my my biggest uh you know nitpick with the film is just the t- the title is the woman king we understand that the Dahomey have different like you know gender politics than most other (laughs) groups of people that we're like we we tend to learn about right and that there are always roles for women in this society that you wouldn't have necessarily seen in you know like neighboring kingdoms and stuff like that but i don't get the significance of like they reference the fact that like this idea of a woman king is not A New idea that is being brought about by this film. It is historically within the Dahomey people It is a thing that has existed in the past and we are just watching a slow march towards it becoming becoming a thing That is in line with the history of the Dahomey people and I I didn't quite understand that significance because like You know it is I'm fine not to have my hand held through it, but it's like it's the name of the film (laughs) Yeah It is very significant that it is happening, and I don't understand the significance of, you know, whether or not it is achieved by the end of the film. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's kind of like I kind of wish I understood that significance more because it is touted as being a big deal, but like it's also a kingdom of people who have like like this badass group of women who everybody like reveres as being amazing. So it, it it doesn't seem. Out of the realm of possibility that that they would accept a a a woman king, so it's kind of right. like I didn't quite understand once they've taught me the entire film that like yeah women are the best. <laughs> yeah. Why why should I be surprised that it's okay for a woman to be king? Um. So I kind of wish there was more from that angle to explain it to me a little bit better. But besides that, like you know, had an amazing time uh, with this film.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's. It's interesting. I don't totally know why The Woman King is the title, because it doesn't really feel like the arc of the story is the arc of someone trying to become king. You know, it feels like the arc of the story is much more A, a battle arc, and then B, the character's changing their relationship to the slave trade as they participate or at least like allow it to continue Uh, and neither of those really seem like the title my a wild stab i could have which might be totally wrong is because this is um a piece of historical fiction it could be that this is envisioning like imagine the future that might have been had they had the woman king you know, instead instead of the actual people who continued to lead uh, the tribe, and so maybe may, maybe that's part of it. I'm not sure. Um, gotcha. But yeah, it it is a little bit perplexing. It, that is one of those things, though, where a I think the fact that I've been watching House of the Dragon um, <laughs> bled into it a little bit because I you know I'm I find myself expecting more. Um, what 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 do you call the kind the like palace intrigue or more like conversations like behind closed doors about what it all means yeah, uh, yeah and this really does continue with that you know northman-esque we're just going to throw you in it and not explain it um, you, you get a little so i that gathered that it was significant <laughs> you, you was get that? a
0: little bit of the hint of the of palace intrigue with uh the king's right. many wives and
1: totally <laughs> and, and
0: the one wife who's very much like i don't know i think this is yeah. my
1: spot <laughs> yeah it's um it's funny like like it shows you but it doesn't spoon feed it to you and that is like cool i like when a movie does that but it does make it so the significance the significance of certain events are harder to understand um but i did think the movie the movie has a fun revenge streak to it um You know, like for some reason, I kept thinking of *Inglorious Bastards when watching this movie um, (laughs) because it is just kind of like the arc of this movie is going to town on all of the evil people that unfortunately in the real world were generally allowed to continue being evil um, and and face no repercussions for it. And there is a kind of fuck everyone there are no gray areas there you know there is no middle ground here sensibility that this movie has but i think is really interesting when it brings in other characters who are portrayed to be sympathetic to the Dahomey cause but at the same time are like a part of the slave trade or at least are like a participant in it and i think the movie just goes in some interesting directions where it dangles certain things in front of you but then ultimately says like fuck no (laughs) you know um and yeah, I, I just thought there was something kind of viscerally thrilling about, about this movie. I also, I would love to learn more about the uh, the actual Lagoji tribes because it seemed like, or warrior clan, I don't know what you would call like a group of people that fight that are passed down from generation to generation. Yeah. But that tradition, in the movie, their style of fighting is so cool. And it seems like they learn how to not only use their own weapons, but it's also, if you come in contact with a gun, Here is how you can turn it around and use it against your enemy, and it would be—it would just be interesting to learn how that actually progressed over time.
0: Yeah, I do have. uh, Speaking of dangling things in front of other people, um, Uh
1: what did you think? Are we talking about a weapon on a rope?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, that—I mean, we'll get there. It was weird seeing that after prey. Um, Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) I feel like I still haven't seen it.
0: Oh, you haven't seen it? Okay, well. Once you watch it, it is very good, by the way. Uh, but once you watch it, you'll understand why I make that
1: comparison.
0: <laughs> um, but what I was going to say is, do you think that uh, the uh, the male interest that comes about for the young uh, woman who was joining the Agoji, mm-hmm. do you think that entire character and subplot was added to try to, like make this multi-quadrant movie or something like it feels so out of place that character Mm -hmm. like the first line of dialogue that character has when he arrives on the shore seems so out of place from the journey that character is going on and it seems like that person is so useless to the story and he's only there to be this like you know romantic interest for this coming of age girl who is is you know Essentially, in the King's Guard, which has the same meaning mm. in this case as it does yeah. in House of the Dragon, where she right. shouldn't be wanting to even be tempted um, of everything that a man might be able to offer her. But I, I was just mm. like, his entire entrance into the story seems so unnecessary and so weird that it felt like it was like, you know, they brought this picture to the studio, and the studio was like, we need more romance, so we need more like we need something in this story that's gonna be bring in more people and it just i felt so i don't know it 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 bugged me that character bugged me so much and i don't understand Mm. what they're doing in this story
1: yeah it's interesting i i feel like there are at least two reasons for the character to be there one is he is kind of you know in most heroes journeys there is like the refusal of the call you know as part of it of like there has to be a moment where there is a gethsemane or whatever there's like the temptation to not do it to be relieved of your suffering or of your duty you know and he is the easy way for them to inject that into this movie because the you know the I don't know what to say because the protagonist is Viola Davis, but the character who we see grow throughout the movie is Naui. Um, And so Naui, she, she needs to have some possibility for a life that is better than the one she has now as a warrior. And the movie up till now has set up that her life as a warrior is the only alternative to a thing she does not want to do, you know, yeah. so I I feel like that's part of it. But then the second is that there's got to be some just audience surrogate or meta aspect, you know, where you get the sense, and I haven't read a lot about the making of this movie yet, but you get the sense that, uh, you know, someone kind of uncovered the story of the kingdom of Dahomey and the uh, Agoji warriors and was like holy shit this is amazing why have i not known about this before you know why why is this not the kind of legend that's been passed down to me um you know, the way we talk about other, like the Romans or all these other warriors over time. And yeah. I think this character is a maybe anachronistic version of that, where he is someone who is, you know, a descendant of slaves who is now in Brazil, I think the the movie wants us to think, um, who is like, I heard stories of this, but now that I actually come here and see it, there's so much more than I realized. And so I think it's kind of like the... He is the audience stand-in of, like, look at this thing that we've realized exists that, you know, we haven't been told before. So that no. neither of those are maybe the most satisfying answer for why narratively he's there. But I think those are kind of the purposes that he fills. Yeah, because he's, he's definitely not, like, a very great character compared to most, yeah, like, well, pretty much any, any of the warriors are cooler than him.
0: But it, but it just feels like you're watching a, a young girl going, like, I don't, I don't need any, man. Mm-hmm. I just want to be a badass warrior. Like fuck, getting married. Fuck doing the stuff that the other women in the town are doing. Like I just, I'm, I don't need any of that. And oh, but this pretty guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. maybe, maybe I do need a man. <laughs> yeah. It is just weird that.
1: It, it's also interesting, and I don't, I, I don't want to spoil the movie, but in to the extent that uh, Viola Davis goes on an arc in this movie, it is kind of about the, the hardness or the callous that was required to become the leader of the agoji and the rules that are set up in terms of like no men no love in your life because if you have that you can only cause pain it feels like she goes on a vengeance arc that in the end is acknowledging that like all of these parts of me including the things that cause pain are worthwhile yeah now they're Not to spoil the movie, but there's no moment in the movie where they then say, by the way, everyone is free to get married and have a family and still be a part of our warriors. But I feel like emotionally, that's kind of the journey she goes on, in which case this character of Na'wi is, like, representing that, of the restlessness of, like, no, but I don't want this rule imposed on me. But that isn't how the movie – where the movie takes it, so I'm not actually sure what it wants to do with that. Gotcha.
0: But, yeah, I mean – you know, now that I'm done complaining about a few things, like, <laughs> the, the, we can go back to talking about how badass this movie is. Like, I, like- I, I I think I really enjoyed just watching the brutal combat that these warriors, like, participate in, and, like, the way they're able to just overpower, um, you know, the forces that they fight. Like, it's just, you really feel like the, the force of, of the way they fight and like the weapons they're using and it's a great there's like that moment where the, the young girl tries to pick up the sword that Viola, Viola Davis is just throwing this sword around like it's like it's a yep. feather and she's tickling everyone to death and then she hands it to this little girl and she just like boom, onto the ground and can barely <laughs> even lift it and then like when, when you see a scene like that and then just see like the force for which they're throwing it through their enemies it's just like that's pretty dope I'm, I'm down for yeah. this
1: for sure. I'll, I, all I can say, and, and this is also maybe a nitpick, is there's clearly a trajectory, you know, where where she goes from can't lift the sword into incredibly badass warrior, and we get some of the Rocky training montage, you know, for that, but I feel like I want to see more of the in-between where she can do something but not everything yet. I've, I could have definitely lived with another five or ten minutes of that Yeah. Um, yeah. Bef- before we get to where she ultimately ends up. But yeah, that, that was really cool. Uh, the the opening battle is really awesome. And then there's kind of a I, I would say the the battle of the bastards of this movie, like like the thing that happens halfway or two thirds of the way through, I think is just incredible. Like there's so much shit going on at the same time. Um and it manages to track it all very well and and then just even what they do in training, like there's a level of um masochism <laughs> involved where it's just like being able to withstand pain is the point like there is a thing that they do involving spears where as far as I can tell the only test is who has enough pain tolerance to not try to lean away from the pain uh, you yeah. know who who can like lean into the pain instead Uh, there is a race through thorns that seem like they could seriously fuck up the people involved yeah yeah um, yeah, I just I I liked it. It made me want to be on uh that like warrior. The American TV Ninja show. Warrior. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but, like yo. an R-rated version involving blood. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel you.
0: Um yeah. Anything anything else you'd like to talk about on this film, Steven?
1: <sighs> I don't know. I honestly think it's just kind of a an epic story and the th- there's some reveals that i don't want to spoil here that once they are revealed it becomes very clear and a part of like the obvious myth-making of the movie but i did not see them coming at all <laughs> until the moment they happened and i think the movie handles them perfectly so i don't really want to spoil them here <laughs> but i just think <laughs> it perfectly or conveniently <laughs> eh, i think I, I think it handles them perfectly in the m- mythical setting that it's trying to take place where you're not the exact how is the mechanism isn't important like the important thing is the idea of it and yeah. I, I think it, it it does it very well
0: what, what it means for those involved and and everything like that yeah makes sense <laughs> cool uh so shall we get to verdicts then all right, Stephen Miller, if you were going to give this a must see, recommend with a caveat, wait for rental, pass the caveat or a must avoid, what would you give it?
1: So I was debating between recommend with a caveat and must see for this movie, um because even though I think it is a very cool epic, like the story does kind of go by the usual way a story would go like it i've heard it described as like a marvel movie without superheroes and instead of superheroes them being you know warriors and i think there is some truth to that right but i think it's a fucking really really good marvel movie and i think the action (laughs) is incredible Um, i think viola davis especially is just great she always brings this kind of like weary gravitas to her roles and seeing her tie that here with Widow's hinted that she could be like a badass fighter, but this turns it into actual, like, physical combat, and I think it is so cool. So I'm giving this a must-see, ultimately. I think it does very, very, very well with the formula, and obviously it's doing it for a, a story that is bringing representation and bringing some ideas to a history that at least I had never heard of before. You know, So I think the movie is teaching something cool about the past and it is also just a really badass good time. So, yeah. yeah. Must see for doing what uh, Robert Eggers couldn't quite do with the Northmen and tying it all together <laughs> into a pleasing blockbuster while also having that kind of uh, historical authenticity in terms of the the setting.
0: Yeah. And, and also, like, piggybacking off what you're saying about Viola, Viola Davis in this, like, I'm used to seeing her as commanding through her sheer like attitude and force of will like right. she is always like she's always playing these characters who have some sense of authority to them and mm-hmm. they are just owning people but through dialogue and sheer like like it, it's verbal aggression in a way it's, it's powerfulness without right. being physically violent and it's like this is like what if you took that Quadrupled it and then backed it up with like actual physical strength and like it, it just it's just a really uh, dope role for her. Um, Yeah, but yeah for me, this is gonna be a record with a caveat. Um, I had an amazing time watching this film um, I think that you know the story it's telling is Speaking more grandly about something that we are only seeing a small isolated chunk of um, like, you know, like the thing they're eventually potentially bringing down in the story Is Like such a small cog in this inner working system Mm -hmm. that like it's 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 treated as like This great triumphant moment, but it's like just the beginning and like this is we're watching like a prequel to a film That we're probably not gonna get to see Um, Right, and I would be happy to watch that film if it ever gets made, but I feel like what we are watching is sort of more it's like every minute that you're watching it. Is amazing and then it, when it ends you're like man I want so much more <laughs> from what was just presented to me um, but we're not quite uh, there so it's like that's why I knock it down from us see um, but I really enjoyed my time with it and uh, I think if you watch it you're definitely going to be impressed with uh, what is on the screen hmm. there it is that is our review of The Woman King Stephen Miller if people want to find you this week, where can they do that
1: uh, people can find me at twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com.
0: People can find me at com or twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at spoilerwarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so on Evercast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found. Um, if you want to uh, get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from a track selected from Artlist.io, so hopefully you're enjoying that. Um, Yeah, that's it for this week. Um, We will be back soon with another review, and uh, you'll just have to wait to see what it is. (laughs) All
1: right. Bye. Bye. Bye.